Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 44. Uh, If you haven't been with us before, my name is Karen and I am joined by my dear friend, Brooklyn. We are not in the room together today. No, it's strange. (laughs) This is is different, but this is what happens when children get sick. And so sometimes we adapt and pivot. And (laughs) today we are pivoting and we're doing the whole call-in podcast thing. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Not not seeing each other. I mean, Karen and I talk on the phone a lot, so it's not super weird, but it is strange (laughs) not being in the room with you. (laughs) Right, right. I can't see your face. Uh, Today, we are going to uh, maybe go a little out of order from what I had intended to do this spring, but in light of this last week, I felt compelled to uh, jump to excuse me, a passage in Hebrews that talks about rest. And I think it might possibly be the most extensive uh, passage on rest Mm -hmm. in the Bible. We have these little glimpses here and there verses, you know, that are kind of peppered throughout scripture that talk about rest and Sabbath. And this is like a whole big chunk about rest. And it's one that I think can sometimes be kind of hard to understand and hard to really figure out like, what is this talking about? And so we're not going to go in super detail today, but I want to kind of talk around it, talk about the topic and just help us all to have maybe a better understanding of the gist of what this passage is saying. So to, before we get into that, Brooklyn, I'll have you read it in just a minute. I do want to give context for those that are not aware. Um, My dad passed away last week. So we're recording this about half a week or so beyond when my father passed away. And this passage talks about uh, rest in the heavenly concept of rest as well as the earthly concept of rest. But even while I was in the hospital with him and he was dying, this passage was on my mind and all I could think about was that my dad is going to find true rest in a very short time. And uh, as he breathed his final words, that was exactly what I said to him is daddy, go and rest, go and rest. Um, So uh, it is, to me, very personal right now and very important that we all understand this because I think we all want that. And I think it's what we're all searching for on this earth. We're searching for that rest. And we, you know, we've talked about that Augustine quote before two or three times now, um, you know, that our souls are restless until they find their rest in God. And 
that is where true rest is. So Brooklyn, why don't you introduce this passage to us? If you have a Bible, you're going to want to go ahead and grab it and turn to Hebrews chapter four. This is a, like I said, a little bit more extensive reading, but I want us to read it all because I think getting the whole thing here will help us understand the whole thing better. Yes. Okay. So in Hebrews four says God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it for this good news that God has prepared. This rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God for only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words today are already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Whew. There's so much here. And I think that um, this is why we sometimes get lost in this passage is because it's talking about multiple different rests. It bounces around. It really too. does. It really <laughs> does. And so it's kind of hard to keep straight. What, wait, which rest is this? And what what is he talking mm -hmm. about? And what does rest mean? And um, it just, yeah, it, it's going forward and backward and into the Old Testament and then further into the backwards into the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it does. It bounces around a lot. And and um, I think the, the thing that we need to keep in mind overall as we read this is just when God is talking about rest, this is a state of peace and glory and um you know, rest from what we understand rest, but I think it's so much more than that. But it is this state of being that is only found in God's presence. When we yeah. are not with him or not in him, we cannot and will not experience that. And that's kind of where this, um, the passage begins and ends. You know, it says in the first verse, we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. And at the end, it says, let us do our best to enter that rest. If we disobey God as the people of Israel do, we will fall. Um, so it, we kind of sandwich this thing between these warnings of don't mess up, don't miss it, don't miss out, I think is, is what it's saying. Like you cannot know rest. You cannot experience true 
rest of your soul unless you are in right standing with God. And I think we can read it in the context of like domineering, mean, like don't, you're Mm -hmm. gonna, like don't fall. Mm -hmm. Or we can read it as in like, he is our brother. He wants us to experience it because he's experienced that rest as well. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. place of love. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's not absolutely. I think you're right. We shouldn't, you know, it says we ought to tremble with fear. It's not that we live our lives fearful. And when we um, are living in faith, when we have put our trust in Jesus, we don't live fearful. Right. But um, it's more of a, it's more of a caution. It's more of a, Mm -hmm. I want you to understand how very important this is. You know, like if, if you're doing something, Brooklyn, that is life-threatening, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to share with great caution. My voice will tremble. I will probably shake. I might be crying, you know, and say, Brooklyn, you've got to stop doing this. This is mm-hmm. going to take your life. And that's, I think, the spirit here, right? Is that yeah. He's it's that kind of trembling. Like, this is so important. Please listen to me. Please listen mm-hmm. to me. And the, and the reason he is saying that is because, you know, he is looking back to the Old Testament. So let's just talk about the Old Testament story. We have the people of Israel and they are slaves in Egypt, right? And then God sends right. them this deliverer, Moses comes and he goes in as kind of a pre-Christ Christ and delivers the people from the hand of the oppressor. And he takes them and they go out into the wilderness and God promises them a place of rest, a place where they will no longer be in oppression, where they will no longer be under the hand of this ruler of Egypt, but where they will find rest, you know, because they will be at peace in this new place. And it's an awesome place. You know, this land of Canaan, the promised land that he talked about. We always hear talk about this land flowing with milk and honey. It's a place of blessing and it's a place of peace. So this is the promised land that God has promised to his people. He sends Moses in as this deliverer, but they get into the wilderness and what happens? The people of Israel lose sight of that blessing that's coming. They lose sight of the one who has delivered them, which is ultimately God. And they start looking to other things and they start putting other things in front of God and they are disobedient and they are unfaithful. And so what does God say? You're going to be stuck out here in the wilderness and this trip to the promised land is going to be longer. And there are some of you that are not going to make it. You will die in this wilderness. You will not get to that place of rest because your faith is not in me, because you're trying to do things in a manly, human, temporal, worldly fashion. And so... He's, he's referring to that and then he's likening it and wanting us to understand the same thing. Our souls are oppressed here. Just like the people were oppressed in Egypt, our souls are oppressed on this earth. And we have a far greater foe in Satan than they did in the Pharaoh and in Egypt. We have Satan whose task is to steal and to kill and destroy. And that's his purpose is to hold us and trap us and keep us in bondage. 
And then we have Jesus, who is a far greater deliverer than Moses. And we have heaven that is a far greater rest than what could, was promised in Canaan. And so this when is talking to us, it's saying, people, you've got to understand what is being promised to you. What is being promised is this eternal rest, this eternal peace, this eternal like <sighs> breath, pause, exhale. That's what's being promised to you. And it's joyful and it's good and it's being in God's presence. And we won't fully understand that until we're there. You know, just like those people in the wilderness lost sight of what was coming and they wanted to fix things, you know, in the temporary. And, and we do the same thing. And he's saying, like, you should be tremble at the thought of losing this hope, of losing this promise of rest that is to come, of losing this hope for the future. That should scare you. You've got to keep your eyes fixed on this. You have to be people of faith. You have to be people who are so focused on your future glory that these things of earth, again, it's the, it's the whole looking above thing, right? We have mm -hmm. to keep our eyes focused on this is our goal. This is where we're going. We have that future rest ahead of us. And, you know, and as I think about my dad and I think about his time on earth, he was so focused on that. He was so focused on the glory of what was to come and so sold out for this mission and this message that his purpose here was to bring others with him. And that's how he lived. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the testimony that I see in my father is that heaven was so real to him and he was so convinced that this future rest was available that he spent his life telling others about it. So there's the piece of don't, like you need to know this for yourself mm -hmm. first. You need mm -hmm. to believe it and live with this, mm -hmm. this belief that heaven is real mm -hmm. and spend every day that way. But then also tell others, mm -hmm. bring others with you. Yeah. That's what we're commanded to love others. But yeah, your dad did such a good job mm -hmm. of that. And I've heard already so many mm -hmm. testimonies mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when we, when we look at this, you know, it, it, this, these verses aren't just like a warning. It's really a promise, right? It's a promise to believers. Mm -hmm. If you believe there is a promise that you will enter his rest. And now the rest that's in here, and you and I have discussed this a little bit, is not just the rest of the future glory of heaven. There, there's another right. rest here too. And it's, a rest that we can experience on earth of God's grace and comfort and holiness. And this passage talks about that as well, that we, we don't want to miss out on that blessing either. Right. Talk to me a little and bit I, about that. Cause I know as you were reading this passage, that was really hitting you. Yeah, that was hitting me more so, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um, it's so funny how when you read a passage and just different things pop out to you, mm -hmm. but that was what popped out to me. And I really, the in, in the verse, first verse, how it says we might fail to experience it when he's talking about, mm -hmm. yeah, that rest mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. we should tremble with fear at the thought. So yes, 
the eternal rest, of course, but also if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, like he says mm-hmm. in chapter 11, mm-hmm. we will fall, then we wouldn't be allowed <laughs> or they were not allowed into the promised land, like Mm -hmm. you said, because Mm -hmm. they didn't trust God ultimately. Mm -hmm. And I do that all the time, Mm. which is so frustrating Mm -hmm. with myself. And Mm -hmm. luckily Jesus did come to earth and we do have this grace and we do have his forgiveness when we realize it. But when I am choosing to trust in other things that are here on this earth mm-hmm. or follow my own way over God's or just not walk in his calling, I mm-hmm. I do have that choice and I can miss out mm-hmm. on the blessing of walking in in his glory and peace and all of the fruits that he gives to us Mm -hmm. when we are listening. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was kind of a reminder that we can Mm -hmm. miss out Mm -hmm. on that here Mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And and I think that in a long term, in a long term, like we can miss out on it overall, right? Like if we don't live with faith, we won't ever have that rest here. But I really like the distinction that you're making is day by day, we can miss out on rest today. I may not experience rest today because today I'm not living in faith. Right. And like I said, we're I'm so thankful that we do have God's grace and mm-hmm. that the next morning when I wake up, mm-hmm. his mercies are new and I can mm-hmm. come back to him and he welcomes me. But mm-hmm. it's, I still did miss out on it yesterday and yeah. I can choose to not miss out on it today. But right. so that does need to be a focus of ours every day right. to choose his way over ours or, or trust him over things right. of this world or right. ourselves so right. that we can live in that freedom and the rest that comes with that. Yes. Yes. I think this passage is so beautiful because it does just weave this theme of rest. And like I said, it is kind of difficult because he's kind of coming in and out of uses of this metaphor or this, (laughs) you know, this term of rest. But um, I love that. And I, I think there's, again, an equation of rest and Sabbath, this pause, right, from our work. And, and heaven is our place of true Sabbath. He talks in this mm-hmm. passage about, you know, God's Sabbath and the fact that he rested after his work and kind of that, that's kind of also a metaphor for us, right? Like we have our days on earth that are our work, those six days, so to speak, metaphorically, and then we will enter into that rest of that Sabbath of heaven. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk for just a minute about heaven being our rest and I just keep thinking about, you know, like, what are we resting from when we, when we get to heaven, what are we resting from? Because if, if we're talking about the six days, our our lives, our, our work, and then the seventh day being rest, I just think about our time on earth and this, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, right? We talked about that the other, the other week. Mm -hmm. And I think, all the things that make us weary and heavy burdened. That's part of what we will rest from. Yeah. Um, You know, there won't be stress in heaven. There won't be interpersonal conflict in heaven. There won't be doubt in heaven. There won't be pain in heaven. There won't be questions. There won't be striving. Like there's all of these things that we deal with on earth 
you know, there won't be the same kind of work in heaven. I think we do work in heaven, but I think it's entirely different. <laughs> I think our work there yeah. is worship, but um, as it should be here, but that's an aside, um, <laughs> you know, but um, we will rest from so many things that are common and that are difficult in our present lives. So many things. Um, but then we think about our time on earth and this kind of going back to what you were just saying, we experience all those things here and yet there can be a rest within that experience. Yeah. Um, yesterday, Kalina and I were talking and, um, I just said to her, I don't like death. I don't like hard emotions, but I feel like God doesn't want me to rush out of this space and out of this time because he wants to show me the beauty in this. And the beauty is found in his rest. You know, it's, it's found in the work that he's doing within this. And so I, even in the hard, in the day to day, in what we experience in life, there can be rest. And there can be um, beauty and peace in that. But only if we're believers. And that's why I think so many struggle with death and struggle, um, you know, in life and in hardship is because they don't have that peace in their soul. And they don't have that understanding that even here there is good. Even here there is God. So just some things I've been thinking about. No, definitely. I know you had talked about another passage too. Mm. Do you want to read that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As um, I was just praying over this, I was, I was really thinking of this contrast, you know, this contrast between our time on earth and our time in heaven and the, the eternal rest that we're going to get. And that while there is a rest here, it's not that special rest, you know, and there is rest mm-hmm. in, in being in God and there is rest that God gives us in Sabbath. So, you know, in the earth, we work, work, work our six days, take our day of rest. And that's like a, a rhythm that we are in, but there is that work here. And uh, this morning, second Timothy four, seven came to mind. And in that passage, Paul says that he has fought the good fight, he has finished the race, and he has kept the faith. Um, I mean, he says it, I have, but I'm, of course, abbreviating this. But he has fought the good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith. And as I think about those words, when he's talking about fighting a good fight and finishing a race and keeping the faith. Those are all action words. They're very, um, you know, the fighting the good fight and the finish the race. Those are words that he's used often. He's often talked about the, his Christian walk, his life on earth at, with these um, metaphors that are very sports oriented. But when I think about this, I think about our time on earth is work. You know, there is a task ahead of us and he doesn't equate life on earth with ease and pleasure. He doesn't say, you know, I've meandered through my days on earth and I've rested by the, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is that a 
piece of it, yes. But he doesn't say, I have enjoyed every moment. He doesn't talk about ease. He doesn't talk about pleasure. When he talks about our life, our lives on this earth, he talks about it as you know, think of an Olympic athlete and he talks elsewhere about, you know, beating his body and making it his slave. And you just think about this athlete who is just training, training and pushing, pushing, and they have this goal. And that's the same thing he's talking about. When he talks about our lives, he talks about our lives as having purpose. That's the word that I I can't shake today is that our lives are filled with purpose. And for him and for us, that task is, and for my dad, to share Jesus with others. It's to share Mm -hmm. the hope. It's to share that we have a place of rest that is promised to us. And we can enter that rest if we believe in Jesus, if we put our hope and our faith in him, if we ask him to be our savior, if we ask him to be the Lord of our lives. And I think there is that distinction. I'm going to just stop here and talk about that. You know, he can be our savior. We can say, I believe in you. I believe in the work you did on the cross and we can fail to allow him to be Lord. We can fail to say, not only do I believe in you and do I want that rest, but now take over and lead my life here and now, please be the Lord of my life. And I think that is so important too, to experiencing rest now, right? Is that we allow him to be our Lord. So we live our lives with his purpose. He's fought the good fight. He's finished the race. That is our purpose. That's what we're here to do. And as I think about these verses, I feel so compelled. If you are listening, this is for you to hear, but this is also for you to share. Yes. This isn't just um, something that's, oh yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I want that to be a part of my life. But then we pick up that fight, that race. You know, this is, this is what's been handed down through generations is that generation to generation, we proclaim him and we proclaim him to the next generation and they proclaim him to the next. And this is our task. This is our purpose. These words of fought and fight and race to me say that we have a job to do here. And just like my dad didn't retire from being a pastor and then just sit around and watch TV all day. He kept fighting that fight and he kept running that race and he kept sharing Jesus with people. And it can be as simple as the way my dad did it, which was hugging people and talking to them, helping them to feel seen, helping them to feel heard sharing his life with them, sharing stories. Like it doesn't have to be hard and complex. It's us sharing our hope. Yeah. With the person that God put in front of you, you don't have to have a giant platform. You don't have to do anything crazy, but God places people in your path. And that's what Bob did Mm. so well every Sunday. Yes. Like you said, he made people feel seen and we can do that too. Mm -hmm. And Something that I like to think about a lot is like with the teenagers is where I thought about Mm -hmm. it a lot. But even with your dad, too, or any of you listening, Mm -hmm. we have that fire in us and we share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of a weird analogy, but it's my head. So whatever, go with it. (laughs) So then they light on fire. (laughs) But then everyone that they touch with that fire, Mm -hmm. too, lights on fire. And it just it gets huge. And Um, so yeah, your dad saw and shared that with so many, but then how many did they share with? And then how many did Mm -hmm. that multiply by? Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool what God can do if you just let him play somebody in front of you and then follow his guidance to just love on them. Right. 
And, you know, I think there's rest found in that as well, you know, in, in understanding yeah. our purpose and in living what God has called us to do rather than the striving of this earth to chase after our own purposes and our own intentions. And, you know, there, there is a, there is a rest in knowing that I am living as God would have me to live and that I am doing what he has called me to do here. Yeah. So, and you know, if you knew my dad, like he was a very peaceful person. And I think that's comes from, he had rest in his soul. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope that you all have some really good conversations about this. As you're listening, I encourage you, if you don't feel that rest in your soul, I encourage you to turn your eyes to Jesus, to look above what's going on here in this world and ask God to reveal himself to you. Ask him to make himself known. Ask him to show you who he is and show you that rest that you can have in him. And then ultimately, I encourage you to to step out in faith and to to ask Jesus to be your Savior, to be your Lord, to just live your life differently and live your life for him and find the rest that comes in knowing him. And if you do know that rest, then my encouragement to you today is to share it. The other day, my mom said, and I've, you know, I've heard it said before other pastors that um, our time on this earth is the, our purpose is to make heaven crowded. And so I encourage you to do that. Let's make heaven crowded. Let's live our lives as those who have a hope and a joy and a peace and a rest that is so contagious that, you know, like you said about that, that spark or that fire that others see what's burning inside of us, Brooklyn, you know, and they want a piece of that. Yes. Go light other people on fire. That's right. (laughs) We will be heavenly arsonists. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that phrase. (laughs) We'll make shirts. Oh my. All right. Well, thank you for spending a few minutes of your week with us. We love you all. We are praying for all of you. And as always, keep looking looking above. above.